Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Crime Ringer broadcast. I am your host, Umaima. I would like to thank every one of you guys for tuning in every week to listen to a new episode. And I don't like long intros, so without further ado, let's get started on today's case. Today's case is a soft case. It's called The Killer Clown. Without further ado, let's get into details. Um, So the first question is, who was the defendant of this case? Uh, The defendant of this case's name is John Wayne Gacy. He was a famous American serial killer who took the lives of at least 33 young men in Cook County, Illinois. He buried them under his house and other bodies will later be discovered nearby the Plant River. He was named the killer clown for the way he dressed. He would dress as a clown with costume and makeup after being discovered in 1968 for sexual assault and was also charged with the murders of the men. Next, we are going to go more depth into his, into his life. How did he grow up, his career, his wife and kids, and how did he become one of the most famous serial killers in America? Gacy was born in March 17, 1942 in Chicago, Illinois. He was born to his mother, Denise, and his father, Polish. Gacy and his siblings were raised by an alcoholic father, his father would beat them with razor's trap for literally anything. If they misbehaved, if they did anything that the father did not approve of, they will get beat. Um, his father also abused their mother. So this, uh, Gacy and his sibling witnessed their mother being physically abused by the father. Um, his sister Karen says that after a long time of getting beat, beaten by his father, that they got used to it and that sometimes they became tough. And that Gacy won't cry, won't show no emotions to the father, to basically to tell him this is not affecting me. Gacy had a very, very hard time at school. He was a loner. He didn't have any friends to play with. He didn't talk to any of the children at his school. Due to a heart condition he had called congenital that was looked up on by his father. So his father did not only fail him by making his life 10 times harder, beating him and his family. He also did not take him to the doctor to get the heart condition looked at and to make sure that it's not going to affect him in the future. Gacy later discovered that he was very attracted to men and experienced great turmoil over his sexuality. Gacy's job was a fast food chain manager during 1960s and became self-made contractor in the Democratic Precinct in the Chicago suburbs in the 1970s. He was very liked in his community. He would organize cultural gatherings, and he was very active in political organizations and the J.C. Civics Group. He was married twice and also divorced twice. He had two biological children and two stepdaughters. He was also a member of the clown club in Chicago called the Jolly Jokers, he, he, was, he always performed in a clown costume and makeup for children's parties, fundraisers, and even any other events. When he will commit the killing, he will dress as his alter ego, Pogo the Clown, or Patches the Clown. The killer clown sometimes lured his victim with the promise of construction work or any other excuse. And then he will capture them, sexually assault them, and even torture them, strangling most of them with his hands or rope. Years later, when he was talking to one of the detectives while he was under surveillance, He talked about his work as a clown, and he said, and I quote, clown can get away with murder, end of quote. In 1968, uh, Gacy was was convicted of sexually assaulting two teen boys, and he was given 10 years in prison. He was later released on parole in the summer of 1970s. 
But later that year, he was arrested after another accusation of him sexually assaulting another teen. The charges were dropped simply because the teen boy did not appear on court during the trial. He did not appear to give his testimony. In the middle of 1970s, two young men accused Gacy of rape. The police brought him, brought him in for questioning to ask him about the accusation. At this point, the police were very suspicious that the same age that the young men were coming to report that Gacy has been sexually assaulting them were the same age of all the men missing in the town. He told the police this period of his life was his cruising years when he committed most of the murder. On December 11 of 1978, a 15-year-old boy named Robert Peast went missing. It was reported to the police that he was last seen by his mother at a drugstore where he worked. His mother, when she talked to him before going to the drugstore to start his shift, he told her that he talked to Gacy and that after his shift, he was going to meet with him because he promised him that he was going to get him a job at construction. After, after he, he met up with Gacy, he was no longer found. He, uh, his family tried to look for him. They didn't know. And that's when the police knew that he was going to meet with Gacy after his shift. Ten days later, the police searched Gacy's house in Norwood Park, Illinois. They uncovered evidence of his involvement in numerous crimes, including murder. Later, the police discovered that Gacy had committed his first known killing in 1972. So two years after he got out of prison, he committed his first murder. He took a life of a 16-year-old boy named Timothy McCoy after luring him to his home. So before I continue, uh, Gacy would literally have any excuse for the teen or the young man to come and see him. He can promise them that he has work for them, that the work, the, the construction work will make their life easier. It will be better money. And when the boys will hear him talking about how they can make their life a little bit easier, they will agree to meet with him immediately. After a long period of time being under investigation and surveillance, the police discovered several human remains in, in the space beneath his house. Gacy eventually confessed to killing about more than 30 young men. So next we are going to talk about something that the police called victim number 24. Over the years, there have been lingering concerns that Gacy may have been responsible for the death of other people whose bodies have not yet been identified. And when the police uncovered human remains in Gacy's house in 1978, eight more bodies could not be identified. Cook County authorized used DNA evidence to identify Gacy's victim. And in 2017, one of those men, victim number 24, was identified as a 16-year-old James Byron, his nickname was Jamie. In 1976, Hankinson left his home. Hankinson is James. His full name was James Hankinson in St. Paul, Minnesota, and traveled to Chicago to begin his new life. On August 5, he called his mother to let her know that he arrived and everything was okay, and he started to enjoy, to enjoy Chicago. However, police believed Gacy killed him shortly after. In 1979, Hankinson's mother had contacted the police to find out if her son was one of Gacy's victims, but she didn't have dental records or any other DNA for the department to, uh, to see if they can identify him as one of the victims. Hankinson's mother died in the early 2000s, but other families' members provided DNA samples in 2017, and authorities made an immediate match to victim number 24. 
So victim number 24 is probably uh, James Hankinson. Next, we are going to discuss the trial and insanity plea. Gacy's trial began on February 6, 1980, with Gacy having to confess to the crimes. The, arg the arguments were focused whether he could be declared insane. So the only uh, way for him not to get um, not to not to be um, under the death row is to tell the police is to tell the court that he was mentally unstable. Gacy had told the police that the murder had been committed by an altered personality. While mental health professionals testify for both sides about Gacy's mental state. After a short jury deliberation, Gacy was ultimately found guilty of committing 33 murders, and he became known as one of the most ruthless serial killers in United States history. He was sentenced to serve 12 death sentences and 21 nature life sentences. Gacy was sent to jail at Minaret Correctional Center in Illinois for almost a decade and a half, appealing the sentence and offering contradictory statement on the murder in an interview. Although he had confessed to the murder, Gacy later denied being guilty of the charges. He had a 900 telephone numbers set up with a 12-minute record statement declaring his innocence. As both anti-death penalty forces and those in favor for the accusation made their opinion known, Gacy died by lethal injection on May 10, 1994, at the Civilly Correctional Center in Crest Hill, Illinois. So. Someone, I think someone told Gacy that the only way for him not to not to become on the death row is to make sure that he told them that he did not commit the murders. His, uh, his alter ego committed the murders. But I don't think the jury believed him. I won't believe him. And then he received 12 death sentences and 21 nat natural life sentences. John, next, we are going to talk about something called John Wayne Gacy's art. While Gacy was imprisoned at the Mineral Correctional Center, he took up studying the visual arts, especially painting. His paintings were shown to the public via an exhibition at Chicago Gallery. Many of his paintings were displayed as Gacy. And I quote, These, uh, the name I'm about to say is the name of the paintings that they were displayed. The name of the paintings will say Pogo the Clown. In 2017, Moloch Auction in Shropshire, United Kingdom, auctioned off a number of Gacy's artwork as well as crime scenes picture from Gacy's trial. Three of Gacy's paintings, including two originals of, and I quote, Ampogo the Clown, end of quote, and that call him Mr. Gacy, sold for almost 4,000 euros and 325 euros. So two of his original paintings, that were named Antopogo the Clown. One was sold for 4,000 euros and the other one was sold for 325 euros. Eight other works went unsold. Um, a 1992 television movie titled To Catch a Killer explored the effort to find out what happened to the missing teenage boys who were later discovered to be among Gacy's victim. So next I'm going to talk about some of the movies that were made about Gacy. I'm going to say the title of the movies if you guys want to watch them and find more information for yourself. The movie starred in Brian Denis, and I apologize in advance if I pronounce any name wrong. 
Michael Rely and Margaret Kidder was nominated for an Emmy Award for Denny's performance. According to Denny, Gacy wrote a letter to him from prison protesting his portrayal in the film and proclaiming his innocence. In 1978, with Gacy under arrest, the house that he lived in was dismantled in an effort to find more evidence. The following year, the house and all the structures on the property were demolished. So before anyone can buy Gacy's house or live in it, the police had been looking to, to see if they can find any more evidence and so, so they can bring peace to the other victim, to the other victim's family. According to one worker involved in the renew of the house, he said, if I can see the devil, I know that he lived here. And that will bring me to the end of today's case. Thank you so much for tuning in today for today's episode. If you guys have any questions, please let me know. Don't hesitate to leave me any comments um, if they can help me improve. And thank you guys so much. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.